0: You can get it done. What's more, you gotta get it done. There's
1: a gleam, man. There's a gleam.
2: Let's get the gleam, all right? Let's go. Go, 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 go. Want a piece of that championship? Put it in here. Hey, guys, where else would you rather be? Welcome into Hour Two of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson. Join the conversation now on the Long and Foster Baker Team Hotline 540-639-4900
1: or text Rick and the Show at 744-2990 and now your host the big dog Rick Watson
2: All right, hour number two underway here on this Tuesday, and I will stand by it forever. You can't hear earth, wind, and fire, and be in a bad mood, right? Jermaine Farrell coming up, David Smith a little bit later on joining us now on the program. He's the Virginia Tech Hall of Famer and your newly crowned Virginia Sportscaster of the Year, Mike Burnett. Mike, how are you? Good morning, and congratulations, brother, on the award.
0: Yeah, thanks, Rick. I appreciate it. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, that news came out last week, I guess, right after uh, we were on the show. And, um, yeah, it was good. It was good. It's a, it's kind of a team award. You know, you got to have a group behind you. And i got a great group with Bill, obviously, Roth, and Zach Mackey, and, you know, Johnny Spotsworth in football, and Carter does stats. And Bob White makes us sound good. And then Zach takes care of basketball. So, yeah, it's kind of a team award, but I accept it. And uh, never take a day for granted, my man. Uh, I know it's been know. a heck of a
2: ride. It has, it has. Well, congratulations! I know a lot of people yeah. reached out to me because they wanted to say, "Please tell Mike how excited we are for him." So I'm doing that now, passing <laughs> that along.
0: <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. That was, uh, yeah, it's mighty nice.
2: Well, I know you love a late night. Oh, uh, you love <laughs> you love the nine o'clock <laughs> basketball games. That's what you got tonight,
0: huh? <laughs> oh gosh, Boston College nine o'clock. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, late night with the Hokies, Coach Young hates them, too. You know, it's like the caffeine special. Yeah. And um, yeah. You, got to, you got to deal with it. At least it's a home game. I feel bad for B.C. because they're going to fly back after that. They're going to get back about 4 or 5 in the morning.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, so could be worse. Uh, and, you know, I think um, one of the highlights, of course, is going to be the Red Pandas are going to be there. We haven't yeah. seen her <laughs> in a while. And I'm sure she's probably making, I would assume she's making a double stop since the women play tomorrow night at six. So maybe she's doing, uh, both times. but always good to see her. I caught up with her. Gosh, a couple of years ago, she was in the back gym. She was putting her bicycle together, a unicycle. And, uh, I just talked to her and gosh, she said she'd been doing that for so long, Been a, that she was a kid. It was in the family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she's a delightful person. It was really fun to talk to her. And, uh, I still haven't figured out why in the world she dismounts the way she does. What does she do? She's up. Well, she's up on that thing. I mean, and she just kind of like rides it down. Like she just goes forward and falls down on you know, like lands on her feet. Really? She's a way up in the air. And I'm thinking, (laughs) why don't she like get a ladder? Aren't your knees hurt? Like, (laughs) but I guess she's doing it so long, man. It's like. She's got elastic in those knees.
2: <laughs> she might be the best athlete on the basketball court all night, right, if she's doing that, my <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can sure dunk on top of that thing. I her. <laughs> Maybe she'll add uh, that to the repertoire. Maybe that she'll break that out tonight, some kind of alley-oop dunk as the plates are still spinning, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it when they're passing those bowls up to her and she's just, like, got uh, that smile on her face and – Music's going, you know. It's like, <laughs>
2: it's pretty cool.
0: Pretty cool.
2: I don't believe I've ever seen her mess up either, right? I don't think she's ever had like a drop, right? I can't remember. The... Uh,
0: yeah, she's had one or two that yeah. we've seen uh, over the years, but she, man, she pops right up and goes immediately. Like, okay, let's do it again. We're gonna do it again.
2: She does it till she gets it right. That's right. Dust yourself. Those hands up in the air and everybody claps. It's great. Well, speaking of doing it right, um, let's go back before we talk about tonight. Maybe a turning point down in Raleigh. I mean, Tech's had success down there and knocking off the Wolf Pack again, Mike. Um, the turnovers, you talked about it, and I've been watching them closely ever since you brought it up a couple weeks ago. I mean, the turnovers are a major problem. They win despite 20 more of them and eight more of them by Sean Padula. But who knows? Maybe this is the kind of thing. its a It's a marathon during the basketball season. Maybe we see them get some momentum out of that win.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was a good win because NC State was good. They were kind of flying high. you yeah. know. Nobody was really talking about them as opposed to the other three teams in the uh, Carolinas, right? Duke, North Carolina, Wake Forest. And NC State was kind of the forgotten one. And, uh, boy, they were just lit up there, you know, before the game, dancing and having a good old time to the music. And, you know, they played well the first half. But, boy, at that eight-minute mark, the Hokies just found another gear, turned it on. Made a bunch of shots. I think they were like nine for nine or something. And Padula and Couture both were three for three, and uh, just kind of put it on them and closed that game out on a nice little run. So got them to eleven wins, and um, that's a hard place to play. And so, yeah, good win for them. When you you know when you lose on a, a game at home, you got to steal one on the road. So they got that one back, and uh, now hopefully that'll give them some momentum. You know, you got three games in a row at home here, and uh, so that's. That's a chance with B.C., Georgia Tech, and then Duke on the big Monday game uh, before you go back and play at Miami, who seems to be struggling a little bit. You know, they lost to Syracuse the other night. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not nearly as good a Miami team as it was last year, obviously, but still a challenge down there in South Florida. So, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I tell you, the games are fast and furious for three this week, basically. You know, when you think about Saturday, Monday, the quick turnaround. Well, that was a good win to get, and uh, they needed it desperately to get to eleven wins.
2: Well, they did, and um, the turnovers. When you watch the games, Mike, you're sitting there and you're watching for all these things. And you think about Sean; he he comes out and says, "Yeah, I, I know I'm giving the ball away. You know, I got to stop." But yet it keeps happening. What do you think is going on there? What does Coach Young kind of orated to you guys about the turnovers?
0: Well, I mean, he hates them. He can't stand it. He, he understands, you know, in any sport, turnovers will kill you. Yeah, football, basketball doesn't matter. And, you know, that's the way NC State plays, So They get up in your grill and they challenge you and they'll foul you and hack you. And a lot of fouls aren't called. Ain't can't call everything. And so, yeah, I mean, but a couple of them are just careless. Like, you just lose the handle on the ball or he'd go down amongst the trees and get it stripped away. Uh, so, you know, I think for his confidence, it was good that they won that game, obviously, with the turnovers, especially when he had eight more. I mean, that's unbelievable for your point guard. Um, but, you know, the good thing is, the bottom line is you win the game and you just try to build on it and limit them going forward.
2: Well, what kind of team are we going to see in Boston College, do you think? I mean, they're having a, a better season for them. They've got 11 wins. But uh, what do you think about the Eagles late tonight in Blacksburg?
0: You know, they're they are they're not bad. I mean, they challenged. They gave North Carolina a pretty good game. Uh, so, I think there'll be a handful. Uh, the Hokies – it seems like lots of times they'll struggle with Boston College for whatever reason up there because there's no crowd. And, yeah. You know, they're waiting for the next hockey game. And you got to create your own atmosphere. <laughs> You're right. You're exactly <laughs> <And> so, right. <laughs> so down here, you know, hopefully the students will be riled up for the 9 o'clock game and, um, you know, they'll get a good crowd. But uh, they got some good players, and, you know, he's doing a good job with them. And I think it'll uh, – you know, in this league, I think it's shown the only team that's <laughs> – Kind of separated itself as North Carolina. Yeah, I mean they did a great job against Wake Forest last night. You know they just kind of like play with them, play with them, and then you know it seems like they turn it on, and then they end up getting a comfortable margin to win by. So I would think that uh, they're the class of the league. But you, you have seen that other teams in the league have been able to spring upsets, and you know crazy things have happened. You know who would have thought Florida State would have had the record they had? Yeah. Yep. And then Clemson goes and beats them in Tallahassee. I mean, it's like you can't you can't figure this thing out.
2: Well, that's the thing. I'm enjoying the league this year because it is so competitive. I just wonder how much that's going to hurt them come NCAA selection time. You know, it's almost like they're going to be punished because it is a very competitive league, and it really shouldn't be that way.
0: Yeah, that's what you keep hearing. You know, I mean, all them talking suits and the what you know the wacko yeah. head jobs. Yeah, I mean, you know, like four teams are going to get in from the ACC, but. You know, you look at the, the some of the net rankings, and they got, you know, six or eight, whatever it is, and you know, and, and great position with the net rankings. But you know, there's a lot of basketball left to be played. It'll sort itself out, and uh, we'll see what happens uh, going forward. You know, you look at some of the teams you got left out last year; they had a lot more wins than the Hokies did. So you never know how that thing comes out and plays out.
2: Mike Burnup joining us on the program. He'll be on the call tonight with Zach Mackey for. Virginia Tech is they play host to Boston College. Yeah, you know, I think uh, one of those teams, you know, last year was Clemson, right? They got kind of snubbed. Yeah. They got snubbed big time. They were using that for momentum. They've slipped back a little bit, but I know you're right. There were a lot of teams, a lot of, a lot of head scratchers, and I think there's going to be that same scenario this year, unfortunately, for many ACC teams.
0: Yeah, that could happen. sure could, and uh, it could make for an interesting tournament, you know, if you get some of these upsets as well, um, but – you know, I think uh, if you, if you're the HCC or the people that follow it, you know, you hope Carolina can keep up the good work. You know, you need one of those teams to be dominant and have a chance to win it all. And I think they're as good as anybody. Gosh, RJ Davis last night had a new career high with what, like, 34 points. He was he was dynamite. And so, he's have their hands full when they go down and play uh, that game in Chapel Hill. Like, I think it's mid February, sometime down there. So that'll be uh, that'll be interesting.
2: But just to speak to the depth of the league, I mean, when's the last time you thought a Pitt team could go to Durham and beat Duke? Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, I where did that yeah, come that from? crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: after after the, they just pounded them up there, that game was over at halftime when they <laughs> played at Pitt. Yeah. I mean, Duke was making every shot that they threw up there, and then all of a sudden it's like totally different team. So, yeah, it's like night and day. And uh, you think the home teams have won the majority of the games. Uh, I think it was – some stat was sixty eight percent or something. The home team has won, and then you look at the, that series, and it's like, well, how in the world does Duke blow them out on their court and they get beat by Pitt and Cameron? It doesn't make sense. So you got to show up and play every night. I guess it's the bottom line.
2: Mike Burnup, the Virginia Sportscaster of the Year, and the Hokie Hall of Famer joining us on the program. So tonight, too, about being 9 o'clock, we were talking before we started, I mean, it's going to really cut down into the crowd, isn't it? I mean, that that's the other big negative about tonight. You don't get that usual atmosphere in the castle. Well, probably not, because, you know, people from out of town make it it's very difficult yeah. to come
0: in on a yeah. Tuesday night from Richmond, Northern Virginia, Tidewater, you know, even Lake Lynchburg, you know, you can still get back, I guess, but. Yeah, it's hard, and uh, so hopefully that uh, some of the people get some some of those tickets. Some more local people get tickets off Seat Geek or wherever. Use some of those seats because you don't want to see a lot of empty seats in there. But I think the students will show up. You know, they're just getting riled up about nine o'clock at night, right? Yeah, that's so, true. Very true. <laughs>
2: that's
0: like the night is young for them, so <laughs> so it should be a good atmosphere. And um, coming off that win, uh, you know, that certainly should help a little bit.
2: I always like to ask you about the uh, this time of year, especially the NFL playoffs. I know you were watching the games and keeping up with them. I mean, we've got uh, AFC showdown with the Chiefs and the Ravens and the 49ers and Lions. I guess best story still going so far is those Lions, right, as they get to uh, the NFC Championship game. Looking for their first ever Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, isn't that crazy? That was uh, that was a heck of a game. I hate to see the way that thing ended, too, with Baker, you know, throwing yeah. that pick. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, look at Buffalo. Poor Buffalo. How in the world do you – you got one job to do. The kicker.
1: (laughs) That's right. I know. You go
0: wide right and miss it, and that game's over. I mean, like, good Lord. At least get to overtime or something. Yeah, let them
2: be – yeah, right, right. Yeah,
0: they had so many chances in that game. But I still – I like Baltimore. I still think they're probably the class. And uh, Detroit's a great story, but – you know, San Francisco is a really complete team too. So, it should be a fun weekend to watch these two games, and you know, take two weeks off and get ready for the Super Bowl. Should be fun.
2: What is uh, what's Coach Arians doing nowadays? Do you think he'll ever get back into any aspect of coaching, or do you think does he miss it at all? I know you're really close with him.
0: Uh, I don't think he misses. I think he probably misses being around the players and you know, game planning and doing that kind of strategizing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think he miss, misses the daily grind, of it, and I don't think he'll get back in it. You know, he's pretty comfortable up there at the lake and um, doing that. Uh, Buck's had a great run this year with his guy, Todd Bowles, and you know, I think he's happy about that. And, you know, he's just going to just do his thing. And, he, you know, he's on the Manning cast uh, during that one game, the first half, and uh, seemed to have a great time. I was texting him for that, and he enjoyed that a lot. Uh, so, you know, it's hard to tell. He may get back into some more comment, commentating or something. I'm not sure.
2: It'd be great if he's ever but in think it's Yeah, but I think his coaching days are over, yeah. Yeah. It'd be great if he's ever back in town. You guys could come in here. I'd like to just hear stories about being at Tech and what you two could tell each other. I'd just get out of the way and let <laughs> you tell stories. <laughs> uh, there's some stories you could tell, and a lot you couldn't. <laughs> Uh, well finally, I guess. everything's fairly quiet, at least publicly, about uh, Brent Prize program. We know that's not the case behind the scenes, Mike. I mean, uh, they just kind of tread in water right now until they get some more uh, interest in the portal. What th- what's going on right now with Tech football?
0: Uh, they are doing their workouts, uh, just kind of like lifting and running. Uh, I think they'll start their hunger games here coming up in a couple of weeks and uh, it'll be a little more serious and a little more intense. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they're out recruiting still. And I guess there's that narrow window, you know, you still have that you can go recruit and they've been just beating it up. I mean, I don't think coach prize has been around very much at all. And so they're just kind of working hard, getting those next couple of classes lined up and it's all about the players, as you know. And so, you know, they're going to lose a lot of seniors off of this class. So they're working real hard to try to find, you know, what's out there and, how they can, uh, you know, you know can get the next class coming in and be competitive.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the excitement uh, has not dwindled. Man, people are still buzzing about this team in 2024, even before it really gets started. I've never seen – well, I won't say never. It's been a while, let's just say that way, since I've seen it, the buzz around this program. As you've talked about, it is, it's is—it's legitimate, isn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, and you wait till the spring game, man. I think you might have a record crowd there when they – have that They announced the date of that, of course, April 13th, and, you know, the schedule release is coming out this week or making it three days for whatever reason. <laughs> you know, yeah. you got the yeah. what, Zeke, week, week zero, week one, and, you know, of course, Texas <laughs> going to Vanderbilt. There was no secret about that. And then I think today they're coming out with the Thursday-Friday games, and then uh, the whole schedule will be released on Wednesday. So it uh, should be fun, exciting, and uh, let's see if you can get a Thursday game. Uh, which would be awesome. And Clemson's coming to town, so that should be fun, too. So, yeah, it's going to be, in one way, kind of that suspense will kind of keep you going for a while.
2: Feels like they'll definitely get a Thursday game. It just feels like that. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind
0: of put Tech on the map, and that would be kind of fun if they did. And um, we'll see. Just hope it's a home Thursday. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be on. The, yeah, yeah, it's got to be a home. You got to take advantage of that crowd. Got to. Just got to. Well, man, listen. Uh, have a good uh, day and a good call tonight. I know uh, you know you got a long day to wait there. I know that's that's tough. Nine o'clock games are tough, but uh, yeah,
0: the old caffeine special. But uh, we'll make it <laughs> through, and it'll be good. And I hope, be, I hope you can play well and get another win, and uh, kind of build off that uh, nice road win at NC State because that was uh, that was important, well, much uh, needed, and they deserved to win the way they played down the stretch. That last eight minutes, it was great.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. All right, man. Well, listen, have a great call. I know you will. And, uh, again, congrats on the award. Can't think of anybody any more deserving. And uh, we'll catch up again next week. Well, I guess we'll be talking about a Super Bowl preview a little bit, huh? I mean.
0: Yeah, heck yeah. Next week, yeah, it'll be on then. Yeah,
2: that's it. That's
0: it. Yep, that's going to be fun. That's always a great
2: time. It is. It is. All right, brother. Stay safe, man. All right, sounds good, Rick. You too. All right, there you go. That's uh, Mike Burnup, the Virginia Tech Hall of Famer and your State Broadcaster of the Year. Such an awesome honor for Mike Burnham and so deserving we'll take a break we will come back rolling along here on a tuesday stay with us more coming up jermaine fair on about 10 minutes Congrats to going out there and trying to do your best Saturday Night Fever impersonation. Hmm? See what I did there? See, this is the Wallflowers. Uh. All right, we're halfway home here on this Tuesday. Jermaine Farrell coming up and then uh, David Smith will review the NFL playoff. Divisional round heading into championship weekend talk to Jermaine about a myriad of topics, as we always do. And we hope you're doing okay. Hope, uh, as always, we're adding a little bit at least to your uh, morning acceptance as you have to get up and get ready to head to another day at your work, business, whatever it might be. Temperature's around 50 today before all is said and done. I'll take it. Dare we get to 60 before the end of the week? That's what they're saying. Hmm. Jermaine Farrell from WFXR joins us next.
1: by anyone It's not unusual to have fun with anyone But when I see you hanging about with
0: anyone It's not unusual to see me cry
2: 25 minutes before the top of the hour. Hope you're well wherever you might be. Great stuff as always from uh, Mike Burnham. Joining us now for more great stuff, he is the sports director at WFXR. His name is Jermaine Farrell. Jermaine, good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm hanging in there. How are you
1: doing this
2: morning? I'm okay, about the same, you know. A little warmer weather here this week, so that makes me very happy, but uh, not too bad, not too bad. And um,
1: a lot going on. You playing Tom Jones?
2: Well, yeah. A little Tom Jones going this morning.
1: Yeah, like Carlton dancing in the background.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you always think about, isn't it? I do
1: every yeah, time. A Rivera Alfon- Alfonso yeah.
2: Every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. All right. We were just talking to Mike Burnup about uh, what we're looking at in the ACC, uh, Jermaine and Hoops, and on the men's side, Carolina has separated themselves. But do you think long-term this league is going to get punished because it is competitive in terms of – NCAA bids I mean right now was one projection had them just getting four teams potentially into the tournament
1: yeah I mean that's the thing they had to do work pretty much during the you know your non-conference I mean that's where the rubber meets the road and I don't know it's just you know growing up the ACC you knew they were a strong league but it just seems like they're getting punished for recent years but the crazy thing is, if you look at the ACC, you know, you know they've won three of the last eight national championships, but they you got conferences like the Big Ten. Last time the Big Ten won a natty, you have to go all the way back to the Mateen-Cleaves-Michigan state year. That was what, 2000 or 2001? And, you know, it's been a while for the SEC to win a title, you know? So, it, it's just you got to look at the history of the ACC and you should go by that. And every conference is going to have a tough thing, but if you're the ACC, your, your team's in the top half of a the league, they're going to have to win games, definitely against the bottom half, but also you're going to have to knock out some quad ones up there because there's not a lot of quad one teams that are in uh, the uh, ACC's top half. So it's pretty much North Carolina separating. You got Duke. I mean, you got to seem like a Wake Forest or a Florida State or a Virginia. You know, uh, you know those teams that are kind of on the bubble, and it just doesn't make sense to me. But it's just reputation, and sadly, you know, you got to get it done early, and and that's how it is. To to shake that reputation, you got to win those non-conference games early in the season, and you have to schedule in a manner where it doesn't put you behind the eight ball. If you do hit a few hiccups in the ACC play.
2: I agree. I think that's exactly the way it's going to be. But there's no doubt that one team, North Carolina, has kind of taken a gigantic step. That was impressive last night. They were down by one and a half time, and then just blew out Wake Forest in the second half.
1: Yeah, and that was you know North Carolina. I mean, you know what R.J. Davis had? What thirty six? I think he yeah, yeah. something like that. So, and and typically North Carolina players don't shoot off like that, and they just get that many points. There's it's a lot of balance, but. You know, RJ Davis did his thing last night, and then, you know, he, like I said, I mean, if Wake Forest were to win that game, it puts them back in, in the conversation. But you know, you, you gotta you gotta take care of business, and, and right now, you're right. North Carolina's separating, and now it's almost like a bow for second. But you know, we still have a lot of the season to go. So overall, you never know what could happen the rest of the way. But right now, North Carolina's definitely the class of the ACC, and you have a bunch of teams you know, like Duke and Clemson and Virginia, I would put in that mix, Maryland, NC, Maryland, yeah, wrong ACC. Um, Wake Forest, uh, you know, Virginia Tech's creeping up in there and they got a big one tonight, and they be Virginia Tech, and if you need your hopes, you, you definitely have to beat Boston College. You, you gotta beat the teams you're supposed to beat and then sneak in a winner there, because here's the thing, I mean, if you look at Virginia Tech, you know, next few games, I mean, you got Boston College, you got Georgia Tech, and then next Monday, you obviously have Duke. I mean, if you can win those three games, you can get yourself in, in the conversation. So, a lot of basketball in the ACC in the end of Virginia, you, you know, this game coming up tomorrow, uh, they play NC State, and that's in battle for two teams that are probably battling for position in the NCAA. So, A lot of games. You got to win those games. That uh, especially at home, you got to win at home. You can't, you know, give up home games. You got to win the home games, but then also steal
2: a few in road. Jermaine Farrell joining us on the program, the sports director for WFXR, and it's a late night tonight at the castle. The old nine o'clock boy. Those are awesome. Not.
1: Yeah, I don't have a nine o'clock game, but you know it's TV. We know that a nine o'clock. I mean, to me. A 9 o'clock game is the equivalent of, a, I guess, a noon game in basketball, but that's, you know, not here nor there. But, yeah, 9 o'clock basketball, I mean, you shouldn't play. Now, if you're on the West Coast, that's one thing. But if you're on the East Coast, you play your game at, at 8. And if it means a game you do, if you're doing a double-air, you do a 6 a six o'clock game and a, an a 8 o'clock game. You know, that's just how it is. But 9 o'clock games have no appeal. And, and quite
2: honestly, it's not going to start at nine. It's going no. to start at nine ten yeah, or something yeah. because it's a doubleheader. So yeah, they're going to start a little later. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, I want to ask you. You've covered sports a long time. We had a good discussion yesterday. Of course, we had the uh, the incident at the end of the Iowa Ohio State women's game where Caitlin Clark and a fan collided, and these fans attacked the floor. Um, people immediately tried to, I, don't, I guess because they don't like Caitlin Clark or she's polarizing. It's, In my opinion, it's never the athlete's fault. But what's your take on all that? What can be done? I mean, this is something that I think – I'm surprised we haven't seen more incidents over the years with fans coming yeah. out onto the surface, whether it's football, basketball especially, closer confines. What's your take on what can be done? This is going to be something – I know Ohio State apologized to Iowa and to her, their AD went to her specifically and said look this is uncalled for we can't do this but nothing ever seems to be done
1: well i've never been a fan of storming the court there are no, longer no. The ruffle fans feathers today but the thing is i've been taken out a couple of times you know i'm sure of, yeah uh, you know when you're out in the field like in a football game i remember it was a couple of years ago the old dominion virginia tech game and old dominion beat virginia tech and they stormed the field and and the thing is, is that I almost got taken out. And then also at Castle, you know, when Castle, they stormed the court, I almost got taken out too. So, and and even, and, and to be honest, even at the Deadman Center when, um, you know, when uh, Rafford on that last second shot yeah, beat, yeah. Uh, beat uh, Liberty, they stormed the floor and I was bracing myself <laughs> and I got taken out there too. So, I mean, it happens, you know, and it's it's going to come to a situation someone's going to really get hurt.
2: Agreed. And the
1: thing is, people said, well, if you look at the video where Caitlin Clark ran over the fan, and you know, the video looks like that, but overall, you know, the court is for the players. Now, right. I are occasions where they know if a team's going to win the game, they'll stop the game with a one second to go and let the players of the, the opposing team leave and get off the field. But heck, you know, even Virgi- like when Virginia Tech played Virginia in football, Virginia Tech fans stormed Virginia.
2: Yeah, I know. And that I know.
1: was a dangerous thing. So, I've never been a fan of it. I think it's an overdone thing, and I feel that when you storm the field, you're going to ask for a lot of problems, and you're going to ask for situations where fans and players could get hurt. And I don't, I don't think they should do that. But you know, I, I feel that is that something. I don't know what you do unless you, you you get a boatload of security, or you know, if a fan storms the field. I mean, do you take away their season tickets? Do you do whatever? But I don't know how you do it unless you just go in there and you, um, just get more security. I mean, even even at the military bowl, I mean, they had like a handful of security and tech stormed storm the field for that. You know, it, it was dangerous. I mean, especially you, know, you get a lot of these fans with liquid courage in them and mm-hmm. they do crazy stuff. And it's just it's just dangerous, and I, I don't think I don't think they should do it. I don't know how you I don't know how you do it, much less unless you. You know, they used to call basketball cagers. You know what they used to call cagers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and unless you just put up, you know, like you do with hockey, unless you put up like glass or something around to block them from storming the field. I know that's not the, the greatest thing in the world to do because you like that court field, but short of doing that, I don't know how you do it. I mean, that that's how I look at it, but, I mean, unless you do something like that, which – I don't know if that's not – to be honest, I don't think that's a bad idea. You you know, hockey is glassed up. Maybe you do that for basketball reasons. You put up stuff to where, yeah, you can't storm the court.
2: Well, and to your point, and you just said exactly what I'm concerned about, let's say – let's just say regardless, and I don't think – again, I don't think it's ever the – the players fault. I know Mike Jones used to tell his guys look defend yourself by any means if you find yourself in that situation right because but what happens if okay let's say that collision happened what if it would have torn Caitlin Clark's ACL you got the best yeah. player in the women's game let's just say that and you're right are we gonna have to wait for an incident like that to happen before something is done that's usually what happens in this country we wait you know but I'm just what that's what I, my very biggest reactive. concern right He's yeah exactly exactly
1: and then I just think what you have to – I mean, I don't know what you can do. Like I said before, I mean, you see the video, but that fan had no business being on the court no, anyway. No, so no, that That's at the end of the day, you know, yeah, everybody can say, well, Kayla Clark ran into her, which it looked like. But overall, that fan had no business being on the court. And right. fans don't. I mean, the game now, you know, obviously you'll have parents of players get on the court. And that's fine, but that's way after the fans are gone. But yeah, I don't know – and, and not only that, when fans storm the field, they can get hurt themselves. Correct. I, mean, correct. I, I think I remember there was a time at Castle. Uh, I think Virginia Tech beat Duke, and a fan. And you know, depending on where you are in the castle, you know, there's like there's a long jump off area, you know, in in, in the end zone areas of, of Castle. I mean, a fan jumped off, and I think got hurt real seriously because so they leaped over, then got hurt. So. I think that's something they got to really look at. Something they have to consider because someone really is going to get hurt. Someone, it's going to be a tragedy. I mean, and you know they gave it the goalposts. I mean, they made sure you know they 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 uh, looped up the goalposts so, so no one can climb them and get hurt either. So,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's a tough thing all the way around the board.
2: All right, I got to ask you before we get out of here. Uh, what are you looking at for the uh, NFC NFL Championship games this weekend? Who you got going to the Super Bowl?
1: Well, you know, I'm rooting for Detroit to beat San Francisco and rooting for Baltimore to beat Kansas City. Because think about this, Kansas City with, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's never been, he's never not been in the championship game. You know, six years as a starter, he's been in the championship game. And that's impressive. I think the Ravens are going to have more of a defense uh, there. So I, I, I like the Ravens to win. And then also, like I said, Nancy, I like Detroit. You know, I think Point ers win, win. My heart goes with Detroit. I love to see a Baltimore-Detroit Super Bowl because then, you know, Detroit can finally, you know, win their first Super Bowl. I mean, they got four NFL championships. And I think – I don't understand why the NFL – and maybe it's some weird. They don't recognize NFL championships pre-Super Bowl. Now, obviously, you merge with the AFC – would be recognized the AFC championships, which you don't because it's still the NFL. But the NFL, for some reason, and maybe we don't, we don't recognize the NFL championships. The teams did win NFL championships
2: pre-Super
1: Bowl. We only not recognize the Super Bowl era, but before that, there were championships. I mean, Green Bay won a bunch. Philly won some. Washington won some. The the Bears won some. And and the Browns, so, you know, and the, the Lions won four. Uh, NFL championships, but we don't we don't ever see
2: those. So, mm-hmm. That's right. Know. But anyway, that's an argument for another day. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, that's that's all they had because it wasn't a merger, right? The AFL was just starting in '60, and they have their champions as well, the AFL until the merger. So <clears throat> you're right. But everybody just talks about Super Bowls. But I hope we have two good games, and I hope the officials stay out of it. That's what I want.
1: That's true. Yeah, and one other what, what about Joel and B last like night? 70 points for the Sixers. How
2: about that? Yeah, well, that's the NBA. I'm not – yeah, okay. But that's still 70 points. I know. I know. They play They play no defense in the NBA. NBA. they don't even know what defense is nowadays. I, I want my old NBA back. I'm that guy. I'm old guy off the porch. Yeah, but it's a lot –
1: it's hard for people <laughs> to score 70 points against air, much less, you know, I mean, that's – that's still a lot. Though. I mean, I, I have to give him props for that. That's a Philadelphia record. I yeah. 70 points is 70 points, so I don't, I don't care. I know yeah, it's the it NBA, not I don't, it I don't is. get into it until, until later, but, yeah, it still catches your
2: eye. Yeah, yeah. Well, he still shouldn't have won the MP, MVP last year. But in any event, don't well, get me started. All right. Hey, uh, great stuff. Where are you going to be this week? Where are you guys headed? You're everywhere. I know.
1: Uh yeah, we're everywhere. I mean I don't think there's a set place. I mean we got a lot going on, so uh, yeah, stay tuned. I think be, <laughs> we're everywhere. It's uh, you got that and then uh, obviously you can watch the in the championship game uh, Sunday at six thirty on WFXR, the NFC championship game, the Lions at the Forty Niners.
2: Well let's um next week I've had people want you to get into some high school hoops and talk about legitimate contenders, so let's do that next week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you set the schedule. Now, that's a rarity. You set the schedule. I am.
2: And you can advance. I am. We're setting the uh, agenda next week because peeps want you to be able to break down what we're going. Because a lot of people don't. Keep, high school basketball. Yeah, they don't keep up with it as much. They care about it. But they, obviously, you know, football is a lot easier. It's week to week. But here we are now. We're getting toward the end of January. I mean, things are starting to get heated up in the districts here. And we have yeah. some really good basketball here in the NRV and Roanoke yeah. Valleys.
1: That's right. And in the middle of February, that's where you get into your, your, your regional play, your district play. So, yeah, we're. We're about uh, a little more than a month away from playoff action, and we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I will uh, definitely uh, look out for you
2: on that. All right, sweet. All right, man. Well, listen, have a great week, and appreciate you as always, brother. Always enjoy the conversation. Yes, sir.
1: Well, you have a wonderful and blessed night.
2: All right, you too. Or day, not
1: night. It's night's morning.
2: I'm sorry. Day and night. Yes, sir. That's (laughs) it. Night somewhere. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Uh, All right, man. Stay safe. All right, you too. All right, there you go. That's Jermaine Farah. Good stuff from Jermaine, as always. And, yeah, we'll get into it next week because nobody, and, I mean, nobody covers high school sports better than Jermaine and all the folks at WFXR. They're the best. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, wrap up Hour 2 after this. Welcome back. I you Hope you're well wherever you might be here on this uh, Tuesday. Thanks to uh, Mike Burnup, Jermaine Farrow. Always terrific, enlightening conversations with those two individuals. David Smith, our Radford Hall of Famer, and our NFL correspondent queued up to join us right after the top of Hour 2. We'll review what happened last week in the divisional playoff round and get ready for the conference championships and I just hope, again, we have good games and no controversy. And I don't have nearly as much confidence in that as I used to. We had a good discussion in the first hour about these things, and we shall see if anything scrupulous goes along here. I hope not, but we we'll shall see how it all uh, plays out this coming Sunday. All we want is legitimate competition. That's all we want. So we'll we'll find out. So we'll talk to David about all that. Um late night tonight in the castle. I don't know whether you're planning on going or not, but uh Godspeed if you are. Don't know how you do that, but um that's late. Heck it was late when I was doing it uh for my job, much less going and saying, Yeah, as a fan, let's go do that. It's gotta be difficult. But we'll we'll find out. If tech can follow up. Big advantage for the home team, I think. As Mike mentioned, did you hear that BC? They're going back tonight. That means they chartered, I guess. So they're going to be getting back about four or five a.m. That's a lot, man. That is a whole heck of a lot. Um. But hey, it's all about the student athlete. <laughs> you ever just think about the old messaging we used to get from the schools and the NCAA? You know, when people would ask these questions, now everybody's asking and realizing how ludicrous they were back then. Right? Hey, look, television says you're going to start at 9, and it's not even a major. It's ACC Network, for God's sakes. So you guys, listen, I know it's Tuesday, and I know you got stuff going on with class, but you're going to get back in about 5 a.m. because we're going to play this one at 9 o'clock on the ACC Network. You don't like it? Well, That's okay. really don't care. Radford, you're going to go to Longwood and play at 9 o'clock on a Thursday just because. All right, we'll be back. Hour three coming up. Glad to have you with us wherever you might be. The power hour straight ahead.